This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm really excited because I have a friend of mine that I'm interviewing. She is the founder of CVO Wellness, and we got connected through our nine to five, and I invited her onto the channel because I really love what she's all about, and we're just going to be having the best conversation today. So I will let you, Ali, if you can please introduce yourself, share where you're from. We'll talk a little bit more about CVO, and we'll just dive into our conversation. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my name is Ali. I am originally from uh, Ontario in Canada, but I moved out west and I live in Vancouver now for the past almost like three and a half, over three years now. I have a lot of different passion projects going on right now. So I work in the tech industry, but on my or in my free time, I have my own YouTube channel called CVO Wellness, which is a yoga and relationship and sex positive space. So we do a lot of different kind of spirituality work, growth and inner learning about ourselves and our bodies. And then I also have my Instagram page where I post a lot of sex information and education and also yoga information and education, mostly whatever I'm into and what I'm whatever I'm reading about or learning about I'm I'm sharing online. I love this. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because I haven't really on my podcast channel like I've interviewed a lot of people like over 50 Mm -hmm. people we have I have like over 230 episodes now and I've never had conversations about you know, sex and wellness and that level of conversation. So I'm really excited to dive into this with you today. And so I'm curious, like you say that this is, you know, a passion project and something that you, you know, you're pouring your heart into. What inspired you to, to start CVO Wellness? That's a great question. I think it's, it's evolved. So it's definitely like changed throughout the years, but the big thing was I was moving out West. So I had once I finished university, I went to school for computer science, which was fun the first couple of years. And then uh, once I got further into my degree, I really started to dislike it. And so I was just looking for something fun and something to do to kind of distract myself when I wasn't working on school. And I actually started a like a cooking channel with my mom on YouTube. So me and my mom used to make food. It was called Ali Can Cook. We have like a bunch of different recipes on there. And that was super fun for us. I did that for a bit. And then I also decided while I was finishing up my final year of school, I was doing it online from home. And I needed, again, just something to distract myself. So I signed up for my yoga teacher training. And when I was moving out west for my job obviously I couldn't do the cooking videos with my mom anymore so I thought okay what kind of YouTube videos can I make now like what's something else that I I like to share with people and that was yoga and teaching yoga and I was teaching at the studio here in Ontario and obviously I had to give that up so I started filming my yoga classes and I would you know post weekly yoga videos um, to my YouTube channel and on my Instagram page and just kind of share what I was going through and what I was learning through my spiritual side and and that kind of just evolved over time into sex and relationships and personal development and growth. So it's kind of a mix of everything, really just kind of like whatever I'm super inspired by or learning about or something that I like feel like I want to share with other people is usually like how I kind of design like what I'm posting and what I'm sharing. It's not necessarily where I plan everything all the time. It's kind of, I might get a DM from someone asking about a question and that will spark my interest in, you know, a certain topic and I'll dive into that and share about that that week. So 
it's really kind of just whatever is in my sphere of, you know, knowledge and what I'm, what I'm focusing on or reading about. I really love and admire that you're obviously doing this from a place of just literally just heart and passion. Like there's no agenda behind it. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the time that I see, you know, just being an entrepreneur and just being in the coaching industry, like people who would share about the topics that you talk about, there would be this like, oh, I have to, you know, sell or I have to make this work or I have to like see how much I can create to get attention or likes and validation. But I can just tell that you're doing this out of the good of your heart. And I can see that in your sharing, which is amazing. So I just wanted to like acknowledge you for that. Thank because you. I noticed it. Yeah, it's so cool. I would love if you can share a bit more like yoga. And I've seen you talk about this a little bit in your post, like yoga and using that movement to like connect to the body to evoke like sensuality. Can you talk more about that? And then, you know, we'll kind of dive into some other topics around that as well. Yeah. So I think if you practice yoga on a daily basis or like kind of part of like the mindfulness sphere and stuff like that, which I'm sure a lot of your followers are, it's always about like bringing it back to the sensations in your body and your breath and like connecting the mind and body. So, you know, when you're in your practice, right? Like it's not about just getting into the most advanced pose. It's about like how you feel, right? Like just picking up on all the little sensations, being super, super mindful and like attuned with yourself because that helps you get to know yourself better. And when I started to get into like learning more about sex and sensuality and masturbation and all all that kind of stuff and mindful sex, it's a huge one. You can take the same tools. You can take anything that you learn in yoga and apply it to life, right? Like it's all transferable in my opinion. So I was like, well, you know, I'm so mindful in my yoga practice and I'm so aware of my body and my yoga practice, but in my own sexual life, I'm not always tuned in and aware and present. And I miss out on so much sensation and so much connection, be it solo sex or partnered sex. Um, Why am I not applying that aspect of my yoga practice into my sex life to help enhance it like I do with everything else? So when it comes to like tuning in and mindful sex and mindful masturbation, even like if you go to see sex therapists and stuff. And I've done courses for sex therapists and I see a sex therapist. We talk about it all the time. It's like, when you can really tune into your body and like focus on even the smallest little mindful movements or sensations that you've practiced in other areas of your life, maybe through mindful eating or meditation, your experience just becomes elevated, right? Like it's just so much more powerful. Your partner feels more connected to you. Like you feel more connected to you and to them and you're actually there. Like, I think everybody can agree that when we're present, when we put the phones down, when we're like focusing on what's actually happening in the moment, we enjoy it so much more in every aspect of our life. So you can apply it to sex. You can apply it to your work. You can apply it to your fitness routine. You can apply it to like hanging out with friends, right? Even alone time meditation. I just think it it helps enhance like that sensual, those feelings and make you more aware of what's going on. And then it gets you more involved and more into the experience. Actually, you kind of mentioned this a few times now, this like mindfulness in self-love masturbation or just mindfulness and partner sex like do you want to talk a little bit more about that because what I notice in the world and I'm sure people are consciously aware of this but they haven't like unconsciously got the impact is like the world is so quickly stimulated right like Mm -hmm. everything is so fast like you look how short Mm -hmm. you know TikTok videos are and like how quickly you can scale your business or how fast you can achieve that monetary goal whatever it is like everything is so fast that this idea Mm -hmm. of like pleasure and mindfulness is being lost and so I'm curious if you can dive into that a little bit more because that is just so gold 
Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I see this on a daily basis and I have to practice it in my own life. It's that people are want the satisfaction so quick, right? Like you're just, you want it so quick and then you have it and then it goes away so quickly usually, right? Like, you know, you get the ice cream cone and you eat it really quick and then it's gone and it's like, fuck, like, like I, that's over and, and you get upset about it, right? And then it's like, you want something else. And um, it's about retraining your mind to be like, let me like tap into and enjoy the journey of this. Spend the whole journey like worried or stressed out or not there. Even if you do get there, it's so brief and like you lose all that opportunity to enjoy the time, right? Like you can enhance your enjoyment of life if you're just present for it and you start to like take away the worry. So, I mean, like sex in general, right? If I'm worried about not having an orgasm, right? Or, or not feeling like I'm going to have a good experience, a sexual experience with my partner. And I spend the entire part of our sexual experience worried about that or in my head or commenting on my body or having negative self-talk or thinking about all this other stuff I have to do. Even if I do have an orgasm, because like, you know, phys physically, maybe I make myself have one because I just know how to do it. I want to auto repeat. It's probably so short and so quick. And it's like, it wasn't even what it could have been, right? Like it, it, it's the whole experience. And if people learn to slow down, which I think a lot of people want to do and are trying to do through like yoga and meditation and just being more mindful, it's like mindful eating, right? Like just slow the entire process down, like enjoy each bite, enjoy each moment leading up to it as best as possible. And like, your amount of pleasure that you can like receive in life, be it sex or anything else that you're working on or, or doing is going to be so much bigger, right? Than if we keep in that like limited thinking of, you know, only the, the end or the climax of it, you miss out on all the stuff leading up to it, which is also sometimes the best part, right? So it, it's all about balance. And I think that mindfulness, like any part of your life is going to help enhance it and help extend out that pleasure. I love that. I think it's so important. And it, it it really is a skill in the sense of having that restraint and that patience to, mm -hmm. to surrender to the process and to the journey, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it can be like, oh, I, I want it so bad. Like, let's say, for example, you want to have an orgasm, right? It's like, oh, I just want it so bad. And then you like force it and you rush it because you don't actually trust that mm -hmm. it can be a prolonged or enjoyable experience, right? Mm -hmm the whole concept of edging right like bring me up to a three back down to one up to five back down to a one like right like moving up and it just it's like a different experience than if you just quickly go get something right or yeah. the quick fix everyone wants the quick fix that doesn't always you know bring you the most joy yeah so my mm -hmm. next question is what are because we're kind of like on the tail end of like this topic right now what are some of the common like themes that you see from people who are seeking guidance when it comes to like relationship and sex. And I guess, what are some of your tips around that? So we've already talked about like this mindfulness. I'm curious about mm -hmm. the other themes that you notice. I find most of the people who, all the people who DM me, it's, am I normal? <laughs> like I'm having this thing. I have this thought, is this normal? I feel so much shame around this. Like I, like this is happening in my sex life and I feel horrible about it or I, I don't know what to do. Is this normal? And I always say like, everything is normal. Like there's no one normal. There's no one size fits all. What works for one person isn't going to work for everybody. And I think that's like kind of why I talk about this stuff online is just to like give people that ease. Like no, like this is whatever you're feeling is valid. Like feelings are all valid. Nothing, feelings aren't facts, right? It's just how you experience something. So 
I think the one thing I commonly see from people in this space is just like, I'm having this experience or I feel this way, or I'm curious about this. And they attach a shame or a judgment to it because we don't talk about these things and people feel so ashamed and they don't know where to get information or share it. And all it takes is someone saying like, oh, actually, like I experienced that too. Or, you know, I have a friend who does the same thing with her or like, you know, I think it's like that validation and that seeing people as like, being completely whole and per perfectly imperfect exactly as they are is the common thing I that comes up right there's always going to be something that someone's experiencing um, and just feeling like that's still valid and normal and okay and and working through those like barriers and like kind of dropping the shame is like a huge theme I feel like where people who co come to me and ask me questions or dm me and I think a lot of people want to like enjoy the sex with their partner like they want to have healthy active sex lives solo or with a partner right like you don't need a partner for it but people want to feel that connection to their body people want to understand themselves sexually people want to understand how to please themselves they want to feel comfortable in their bodies and it's just about like providing people with education and information and having these conversations and learning from one another and making it less like taboo I think is what's going to change the way that we all enjoy sex because like every I mean most people have sex right whether it be alone or with someone and it's just like chatting about it and learning from each other and not being so um, like not keeping it so private I'm I'm loving this so much because actually what you said like that looking for that normalcy is so it's so true because even for myself, like in school, I remember in middle school where mm -hmm. it's like you have the sex ed class and then at the end we have this little like anonymous little bucket where you can ask mm -hmm. your questions and people were asking like <laughs> the craziest things. I mean, we're all like 12 years old and we just hear about stuff on the internet yeah. or whatever, but it's like there's just there's this shame around it. Like no one would say what they asked, you know, like it was yeah. just like it has to be private, like it's very traditional. So I love that you're really just like shedding light on it like hey there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> like everything yeah. is a version of normal for someone else and what's what's yeah. right for you won't be right for me and vice versa and there's nothing wrong with that I'm really curious to know how like I'm just so inspired by you having this confidence to dive in and then also talk about something that's so taboo like how what brought you to this point of of having this confidence to share about like these topics for myself, I was always confused. Like I could see myself as a kid. Like I, I didn't know what an orgasm was. Like I was having orgasms, not knowing that that's what they were. I didn't like, I was faking orgasms with my partner. Like I felt so much shame. I thought I was broken. Like I was like, I can't like have orgasms through penetrative sex. Like what's wrong with me? Like this, like my, like something's wrong with me. Everybody else is having this. Everyone in the movies, it has this, all my friends have this, but I don't. And I was so confused for so long. And then I finally talked to like a really wonderful gynecologist and started to learn all these things and read really great books by like Emily Nagoski and Esther Perel and I listen to podcasts and there's like wonderful women on on Instagram too well not just women wonderful people on Instagram sharing information and as soon as I started to like absorb this information and be like holy shit like I'm normal like so many people struggle with this like these are tools and resources to fix it I personally was like well I'm not gonna make someone else feel ashamed or, or quiet about this like I'm going to talk about this I'm going to learn from one another I'm going to stop lying to myself and the people around me about my experiences and just be more open and honest and I find like what you put out you receive and like I got so much openness and so much positive reinforcement from it and like learned so much about myself and learned about other people that I was like well I'm not also, I don't have anything to be ashamed about anymore. Like, why did I care so long about these imaginary people who were telling me I couldn't talk about this? Like, nobody can do that. As long as you're, 
you know, you're doing it in a way that is respectful to people and you're being inclusive, which is something I'm like constantly trying to work on. Like even just language around sex is it's so complicated nowadays, right? Learning all that stuff and learning as I go and, and trying to make it as much safe space is, is all I want. I just want people to like feel comfortable. And like, if you're struggling and you're like, you know, you can't afford to go to therapy or you can't afford to like under, talk to someone about this or learn about it. I want people to feel comfortable to like come to my page and talk to me about it. You know, like I might not be like registered sex therapist or whatever, but I've learned all this stuff. I've done all this research. I have all this knowledge that like, I'm more than happy to chat with people about and like help point them in towards resources too that can help them. If I can't help, I always like share something or, or look for someone to help them. So I just think that that is what like kind of drives me to want to talk about it. It's like, I don't want people to feel the way that I felt. I want people to be like, oh, like I can talk to this person about it. If I can't, you know, the internet is like a vast place. And like, I think it's a really great way to connect with people, especially with topics that you don't maybe want to chat with someone in your personal life about right away. I think it's like helpful to have someone else, you know, who's there who can like listen. I'm so moved by your leadership with this. <laughs> Thank like you. honestly, yeah. And just even but like not to not to sound cheesy with this cliche, but like you're literally being the change that you want to see in the world, right? Just like normalizing mm-hmm. these conversations and getting that information out there and just taking away the fear and the guilt and the confusion around it. And like you really embodying the work as well. You know, like you you wanted answers, you went and you figured it out, you got the support, and now you're like, okay, I have this wisdom, I want to share it. Like I think that's I mm-hmm. think that's so cool. So my next question is. I think this is huge. So we're talking about mindfulness. And I think the really next big thing is self-trust around, you Mm -hmm. know, how how can people cultivate self-trust to really share about their desires of what they want in relationships or sex? Because I think Mm -hmm. I've noticed for myself when I trust myself, even in business or in to communicate with my partner, that that's ultimately where I get to create what it is that I want. But it's like, it really Mm -hmm. takes something to cultivate that self-trust. I'm really curious to know your thoughts on that. First and foremost, I think like developing the relationship with yourself is so important. Exploring with yourself first. So like really getting to know your body, what works for you, what doesn't work for you and and, and knowing how to kind of like please yourself and what turns you on and what turns you off. And then when it comes to communicating that, I always say like, there's a difference between being nice and kind. (laughs) Nice is maybe like faking it or, you know, not saying anything or being agreeable, kind is saying what you want to need, but in a way that's going to be like respectful and make the person who you're communicating with not feel any guilt or shame around what they're doing. Because I think with the concept of even like just relationships in general, like there's a lot of trauma that people bring into relationships (laughs) and you might say something and push someone's trauma button and have no idea, right? And they, it, it can be super, super upsetting. So always going into a conversation I think I, I learned this from Sex with Emily is her Instagram handle, but she always says to do like a, like a kindness, like sandwich. So, you know, I really enjoy when you do this, it would feel great if you did this. And I like love having these intimate moments with you. Right. So like saying like two positive affirmations in between what you actually want is one way to go about being respectful and like being careful around someone's feelings. Cause nobody wants to have sex, have your partner roll over and be like, oh, that was horrible. Or like, I didn't like when you did this, right? Like that, you don't want to be treated that way or talk to you that way. Neither does your partner. I think it's like, whenever you can say, oh, it feels really good when you do this, or I really loved when you did that. Or, you know, I had this dream last night about you doing this. Could we try that? Any way where you can make it fun and exciting and, and positive instead of like 
you're doing this wrong, or I don't like when you do this, or that's weird. Like you never want to yuck anyone's yum. That's like the golden rule of sex. Never yuck anyone's yum. So just trying to think about how would I want someone to speak to me about this when it's like kind of a vulnerable, intimate topic, how, like, how do I want to be communicated to? And I think once you understand and know yourself as well, it's super easy to, to show that to your partner too, right? Like you could do mutual masturbation where like you watch each other masturbate and they can see how they like to be touched or, you know, they can guide you through, you know, touching them like step-by-step. I think it's so powerful when you have like the self-confidence and the ability to say like what you want, like ask people questions, right? Like if you want to understand how to desire your, like, or please your partner, your partner knows how to please themselves, hopefully, if they've done the first self-exploration. So ask them, right? Like faster, slower, harder, softer, you know, up more, down more, like whatever you have to do, like quick kind of questions like that as well during sex is super powerful just to kind of get to know each other and know each other's bodies more. I'm loving this. And I think it's so great. Like you're literally just, you're giving examples, but then you're giving these tips and tricks for the listeners, which I think is awesome. Cause it's, at the end of the day, it's as much as it can be so triggering to ask for what it is that we want, it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be like a, a one sentence, right? Like it can be super, or it could just be nonverbal cues, right? Like maybe you moan or you say like, I really like that or whatever it is. So your partner can kind of learn. The thing you don't want to do is being doing nonverbal cues for stuff that you don't like and kind of putting on a show because everyone's responsible for their like own orgasm. I truly believe that. So if you're giving your partner false information, it's not helping you and it's not helping your partner. And again, flip the roles. Would you want your partner lying to you and and saying stuff that they like that you don't like? No, everybody wants them to feel good. As, As long as you're in a safe, like healthy, respectful relationship this should be something that should like should be openly talked about and your partner should never be shaming you or making you feel bad or like something's wrong with you if they're doing that then that's like a different issue right so it should be something that's that's positive and something that is for the benefit of both of you knowing those red flags of if you're with someone that you don't feel safe and you're taking the actions Mm. of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and being honest, like that's another conversation to have that might not actually be the right environment to be discovering Mm -hmm. yourself or that partner, right? So I think Mm -hmm. that's really important as well. I've seen you share a lot about sex toys, not a lot, but like, (laughs) I've seen you share about sex toys and vibrators and that. And I've also had them in my life and I do have them. And so I'm totally open to have this conversation with you. And I'm just curious, I'd love to know your insight on this. And you know, if you want to just share like what your experience has been, even even like share like what some people have, if there is a lot of shame around using sex toys, or if you think it's becoming more normal, like there's just there's so many options mm. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I mean, there's shame around everything with sex. It, it dep- I live in a bubble sometimes where I'm like, Oh my gosh, everyone uses vibrators, everyone's sex positive. And I'm like, Oh, no, Al, you're in this tiny little sphere on the internet in a very liberal city in Canada. Like there are many places where this is not normal. So I acknowledge I live in a, a little bubble. But I, I think that from the educators that I follow and that I engage with becoming more normalized, I always say sex toys are like tools in a toolbox. So if you were going to build a bed, it would be pretty helpful if you had some screws and, you know, a screwdriver or a hammer or whatever 
no one's expecting you to build the bed just with your hands. So when it comes to sex, like no one's expecting you to just have an orgasm with your body parts. Like you can use tools to help you. And we use tools in every other way in our life, right? Like technology, it's, it's always acceptable to have some sort of like our Apple watches and our MacBooks and our iPhones, right? Like everyone wants the newest, greatest thing to help make their life better. But if you're, if you're feeling like sex toys are cheating, it's not. They're enhancements, they're tools, they make sex better. I always say you have to, everyone's again, different. Everyone's vulva is different. We're talking about vulva owners. I mostly like work with like women in sex. So it's, I don't know too much about male stuff. You know, every vulva is different. I would try out as many vibrators or sex toys as possible. See what works for you. Some things will work in certain situations and others won't. I have friends who like love a certain type of vibrator that I personally don't really love anymore. I like a different type and it's just, it's all relative to who you are. So trying them out, exploring with them. They're super fun also too, for just like doing something different in your sex life with your partner. If you're looking to add more excitement, very affordable vibrators out there. Super easy to get online, like discreetly, if you feel like you want to get it discreetly, or you can go to a sex store with your partner or by yourself. But yeah, I love them. I think that they're awesome. I don't think that they, I think they only can add to sex. And again, if someone's shaming you around it, that's a different conversation. I love that, you know, you're bringing this up because I have, with my at least in my long-term relationships like I've always had vibrators or different forms Mm -hmm. of sex toys and I've definitely heard some people share like some like women in my life be like well you know I don't want my partner let's say they're in a heterosexual relationship Mm -hmm. you know they don't want their their male partner to feel like it's competition if you have a vibrating penis you know Mm -hmm. toy right and I think like you're really nailing it on the head by emphasizing like it's just adding you know it's adding Mm -hmm. a flavor essentially is what it is right and I think that's really important it's like not replacing like it's not the same like there's similarities but it's totally not the same yeah so I just wanted to like take a minute to really emphasize that like when when I have introduced that in my relationships and brought in you know little vibrators or bigger ones Mm -hmm. or so on it's like hey this is for us to spice things up there's it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you you know what I mean yeah it's not personal at all. Yeah. It's if anything, it's just to help. And also I would even add one more on that and challenge people's thoughts around what sex even is. Like why is sex defined as penetrative sex? What about same sex couples? What, how do they have sex then? Right. Like can't sex be oral sex? Like is sex just when you have an orgasm? Sex can be without climax or orgasm, right? Like how do we even define this? So you can't compare them, right? Like it's, it, everything's an experience. And I think that again, yeah, it's not personal. And your partner, if they're in the, in that insecurity mindset, like that's self-work that they have to do, right? So my next question is, what are some, you, you shared a few author names of books and I'm gonna mm-hmm. like include all this in the show notes to the listeners. So you don't need to worry about like writing this down as you listen, but I would love if you could share some more like go-to educational resources, whether they're books or podcasts or so on that you love listening mm-hmm. to. Do you have any recommendations for, you know, specific sex toys that you like or yoga practices that you find have helped you? I would love if you could mm-hmm. share that with our listeners. Sex with Emily on Instagram is awesome. She also has masterclass. Emily Nagoski has a book called Come As You Are, which is amazing. I recommend everybody read that. 
there's a girl uh, called the G-Spot on Instagram. I really love her. I think her, her name is Georgia. I've read uh, Lori Brado has um, Desire Through Mindfulness. She's amazing. There are tons of podcasts. Uh, like the Girls Gotta Eat is kind of like a comedy podcast, but I learned a lot about sex kind of from them. They have some really great episodes with those authors. Yeah, so much. If you just look online and start reading and all these people kind of like work in the same sphere, I find they all recommend each other. You can get so much valuable information and then watching sex positive shows like uh sex education bold type has lots of great references to sex the sex lives of college girls like there's so much really great new media coming out that's like talks about these things and shares these experiences and normalizes it and kind of just learning to rewire your brain away from that like traditional you know love story that we grew up with and and know that that's not normal and start to like re rewire the way you think about things and and how you're um like the media that you consume because that will impact you know how you view your own life so so actually I think it I'm trying to remember where I bought one of my vibrators I think it was called Bellisca do you know what I'm talking about you're talking about media and they have a they have like a Netflix version of porn essentially but it's like healthy yeah it's like healthy porn in the sense like you know it's you're gonna see more intimate relationship style that kind of thing so I just wanted to like share that on the media topic but then of course you can share about the vibrators as well you can search feminist porn like again like feminist porn and and ethical porn it's usually like you pay for it like read who creates it read their um how they treat their employees right like how it's created you can do research and find very ethical porn out there. But yeah, vibrators, you can also, Dame is a really great brand that I like. You can Amazon Prime, like there's so many places that you can get them. Indigo Chapters sells vibrators. Um, yeah, I didn't all know over that. The yeah, in their wellness section. Yeah, oh my and they gosh. sell Dame. So if you're looking for like a Canadian retailer, you can get it from Indigo. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Actually, we didn't talk about this, but I will like honestly admit that I've definitely, I definitely used lube in my relationship. And I'm curious to hear your insight on this because I've definitely experienced in the past, like shame around like, oh no, like I have to lose or I choose or have to quote use lubrication, like something's wrong with me. I'm really curious and just kind of like bringing in that conversation what your thoughts are on um, or if you have recommendations on different types of lube as well, since we're on like the resource Mm -hmm. sort of tangent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the book come as you are talks about this in detail, but like high level, there's a, the term is non-coordinance. And basically it means that your mind and your body are almost actually disconnected. So you could be mentally turned on, but physically your body is not creating the lubrication or you could be, your body could be creating lubrication and you're not even mentally turned on. So there's a non-coordinate, it's not the same. For women, I I don't have the exact numbers. It's actually, it's on my Instagram. I have like a little slide about it. Women have, are less likely to have that connection. So you could be walking down the street and have a bunch of lubrication and not be in a sexual experience at all. So there's no like shame around it at all. Some women will have more, some women will have less. Again, everybody's normal, everybody's healthy. And same thing goes with my comment on vibrators. If you need lube to make it better, use lube. It's a tool in your toolbox, um, no shame around it. And, and I think that throughout your lifespan too, it's going to fluctuate throughout your experiences, it will fluctuate. So again, just whatever works for you. I personally don't use it all that often, but 
I know that there are many different types of like lubrication brands out there. There's water-based lubes, there's silicone. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, talk to your gynecologist, actually. That's one I would chat with the gyno about. They can be super helpful with helping you find one that's going to work for your specific body. I love that our conversation just really, again, like the, the theme was just like normalizing everything, like Mm -hmm. having a super honest, open talk about all the different things and just how to communicate into your desires and just really looking at like questioning, like the stories that he's bought into, like what's normal, what's not, and why, like, why do you believe that? Well, a lot of it is from the media or like what society says and just really choosing Mm -hmm. to see things differently. So I really, Mm -hmm. I really love that this naturally ended up being a theme of our conversation today, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So what is, I love to ask this question near the end of the conversation. What is an intuitive piece of wisdom that you would love to share with the listeners, like whatever comes to you naturally. Obviously, like always tune into your, yourself, always like ask yourself questions. Like, I feel like the more that you can self-reflect, the better you're going to show up for every relationship in your life. And then something that I, I actually, I, my brother gave me a book for Christmas and I randomly like read this quote in it the other day, it's New Year's right now. So I'm kind of like thinking about, okay, how do I want to change my mindset? And something that I think is really positive, especially like on a sexual journey is not necessarily like, what am I going to get out of this experience? Like don't go into your day or your exp- sexual experience or anything that you're doing with like, what am I going to get out of this? But what can I give? So like, what can I do to like, enhance this for everybody involved even if that means giving to myself right like what not am I like can I get an orgasm out of this or can I have this experience this particular experience but like what can I give to this that's going to help make it better I can give my honesty I can give my presence I can give you know the tools that I have I can give understanding and compassion I can give positive affirmations like just focusing on how much you can give to something is going to I feel like give you or start you off in the mindset that's going to just not lead to any disappointment, right? Like just give you this open space to explore what might happen and be open-minded and be like the best version of yourself. So yeah, something I'm personally like wisdom, I'm trying to cultivate more in my life every day. It's like, okay, what can I give to this? Like, what can I add to this and focus less on like, what am I going to get out of this? Because I think just the more we give in general, you're just going to experience more joy and, and, and more contentment in your life. Oh, for sure. I love what you just said, because ultimately, when we go into any situation, we're like, what am I going to get out of this? It's implying a scarcity energy of like something missing. Right? Exactly. And I love that when you said, you know, what can I give in this situation is not coming from a place of sacrifice. It's coming from Mm -hmm. a place of abundance of like, it doesn't have to be a sacrifice. It can be you just your being like you said mm-hmm. being honest like being mm-hmm. open being curious whatever mm-hmm. it is like mm-hmm. that is just coming from such an abundant place so mm-hmm. I love what you just said I think that was like such a brilliant you know brilliant piece of wisdom so thank you for sharing that thanks yeah what are you doing with the new year the big thing that I'm working on this year my word for my word for last year in 2021 was embodiment and mm-hmm. that really showed up with you know, me showing up in my business and just really being in integrity with, you know, who I'm being is ultimately what I am and can give back to others. So it was just like Mm -hmm. a very like expansive experience. And so for me this year, I would say that my word, my word of the year is prosperity. So it's not, it's not prosperity about money. It's prosperity around like, where can I really witness and appreciate the abundance in life? Whether that's Mm -hmm. being present with 
my boyfriend in a conversation or that is like slowing down when I go for a walk outside or just Mm -hmm. really having gratitude for the abundance of food in my fridge. Like I'm really paying Mm -hmm. attention to prosperity. And so Mm -hmm. I think that also really ties into everything that we talked about today, because it's like, there's so much prosperity available in intimacy or sexual Mm -hmm. relationships with ourselves and other people right Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. it's when we slow down and really tap into it that we're going to experience the expansiveness of it yes totally yeah yeah yes so before we wrap things up today can you please share with our listeners where they can connect with you online so uh my instagram is at cvo wellness so I post on there a lot uh, and try to just like share as much information. And then my YouTube channel is chill vibes with a Z only. And I just, I put up, I took a little break three weeks at the end of the year for Christmas, but I post every Sunday a new video. So um, on there, you'll get weekly videos from me. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Ellie and like graciously sharing yeah. your wisdom and just being vulnerable and just bringing like so much heart to the conversation. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. This is awesome. You're so welcome. And I want to thank the listeners today for tuning in. So make sure you give Ali a follow and check out her YouTube as well. And if you can please subscribe to the channel and if you can graciously leave a review, that would be amazing. And we will chat with you in the next episode.